Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their nine to five, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract. And at 27 years old, was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system and hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. There are five, not one, five different ways that you make money when you're invested in multifamily. This will work for you if you're doing it passively or actively. There are five ways that you make money in multifamily, and I can't wait to get into that. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. My name's Adam A. Adams. Yes, that's my real name. Yes, that's my given name. We can talk a little bit more about that over a beer at the Raising Money Summit, if you don't believe me. It'll be interesting. It's a story that you're going to want to hear. So just come to the Raising Money Summit and find that at RaisingMoneySummit.com. Go ahead and get a discount by putting in the promo code podcast because, as you know, my podcast listeners get a big discount to the Raising Money Summit just for listening to the show. So we're going to talk about the five ways that you make money. And the first one is going to be a great one one that's going to be interesting, and that is around forced appreciation. So the first of five ways that we make money in multifamily is by utilizing something called forced appreciation. This is appreciation that happens to the property that you actually control. So when we look at like the stock market, we can't control that. Like you can't go over to Coca-Cola and start running their operation more efficiently. You can't go to Apple and say, why in heck would you have changed this thing and this thing? Uh, You cannot go to these companies that are publicly traded and manipulate the way that your returns are coming in. But through forced appreciation with multifamily, you actually can control the way that you make money in this asset class. So the first thing that I need to get uh, where we need to kind of have a basis, uh, basic understanding between you and me is just to understand, first off, how is multifamily valued at all? So what is it in multifamily that gives it value? And the answer to that is it's NOI. 
the answer to what gives uh, uh, a property value is how much money it keeps after the expenses, okay? So you add value by increasing the NOI. There's two ways to increase your NOI or your net operating income. One of the ways is by adding more income, raising the rents, uh, laundry, putting in uh, different, let's see, storage or whatever is on the property. You want to get more revenue coming in. And once you get a little bit more revenue coming in on a monthly basis, that multiplies out by a year. And then based on a certain cap rate, you are able to own, you are able to add a ton of value just from maybe 50 bucks a month. To give you an example, if we take, and I'm going to pull out my calculator to make sure that I'm doing this right. And you can pull out your calculator as well. So what I'm, all I'm saying is if you, got a, if you went and purchased a property, some properties you can increase the rent by three or 400 bucks. And that actually can happen. But I, I'm not going to use 300 or $400 to increase the rent by, you know, going from maybe 1200 to 1600 We're not even going to talk about that. Let's just talk about you going from, 925 to 975 okay it was 925 per unit and now it's 975 per unit you're just adding 50 bucks and there's 100 units on this property okay i play in the 200 unit realm so i'm really w- looking at something that's twice as big as what i'm about to share with you but again i'm trying to be conservative to just kind of help us get on the same page and know exactly what this can look like. And of course, the numbers that I use are much, much, much bigger than this. I'm going to take 100 units and I'm going to go from 925 to 975. So what I'm going to multiply that by is the extra $50 per month that I'm making on each and every unit. Because I went from 925 to 975 and that is 50 bucks a month per unit by 100, which is $5,000 that month. So your income by changing everything by just 50 bucks, now you're making an, an additional five grand a month. Now there's many people listening to this podcast and this might not apply to you, but there's many, many people on the podcast right now out of the 25,000 people that, that downloaded this podcast last month, you might not even make five grand a month. And to you, it's like, holy cow, all I did is this small tweak of 50 bucks a month per unit by the 100 units that I own on one property. And all of a sudden you have five more grand in your pocket every single month. Well, it's not just that, but as we multiply this by the 12 months, we get $60,000 is the annualized additional net income. And the way that you do the math to figure out what this is worth is you divide it by your cap rate. So here in Colorado, a normal cap rate is somewhere around five to six. In Dallas, a normal cap rate today, as I record this, is somewhere between five and six. In California, a normal cap rate in many of the cities is somewhere between three to five. And in New York, a normal cap rate right now is somewhere between two and four. 
Uh, and so as we kind of look at, at Austin, for instance, which has 3%, 4% cap rates, um, we will start to understand a few things is that five is, is kind of like if you're, if you're looking at a good market, a strong market, a solid market, a five is a pretty good assumption based on the markets that I just told you, uh, uh, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, uh, Denver, uh, uh, Colorado Springs. Let's talk about several of the markets that are in Florida, like Orlando, for instance. A five cap is fairly uh, easy to calculate. So what we'll do is we'll divide that 60,000 that you got by 0.05. And that's going to give us uh, $1.2 million. And $1.2 million means not only did you make five grand more a month, but as soon as you make that five grand more a month, your property is now valued at another million. Okay. So now that your property is valued at another million, maybe you want to take the opportunity to pull out some of that equity and use it for other things. So this is what you can do with forced appreciation. Multifamily is valued by its NOI, by its income. And so forced appreciation, just to kind of get on the same page, is very similar to what a fix and flip would be with single family. What that means is you're going to add some value to the property and now it's worth even more. So you go in and you increase the rents and now you have an extra million bucks in your pocket on just a small 100 unit building. Now, imagine if you were doing a, a 200 or a 300 unit building and you increase the rents by maybe one or two or $300 per unit. Obviously, you're going to be making a lot, lot, lot more money. This is uh, how you're doing a fix and flip. You might go in and you might add like $5,000 per unit. But now that you've added $5,000 per unit, you're, you've, you've made... $10,000 per unit. So just like a fix and flip, maybe you buy it, buy something for 50 cents on the dollar or 60 cents on the dollar. You put an extra 10 or 20 or 30 cents on the dollar. And now you actually have some hidden equity that you could unlock by either selling the property or you could unlock by doing a refinance, a burr strategy, if you will, with a multifamily. And then with that extra amount of equity that you pulled out, you can get into another property and another property and another property. So forced depreciation is pretty dang powerful. And cap rate with forced depreciation, cap rate no longer matters. So most people out there are saying, oh my gosh, Adam, you, you said California was three, four, five, six percent cap rates. You said uh, Denver was four, five, six percent cap rates. You said that uh, New York City was two caps. Did I hear you say a two cap or a four cap in New York? Yeah, I did. And when we're talking about those two caps, it can be incredible because if we add 50 bucks a month on a two cap on a, a 100 unit property, if we do that same thing and just add 50 bucks a month and all of a sudden we have 5,000 a month and uh, multiply that by 12, uh, okay, well, this cap rate is still, uh, I mean, this, uh, the math is still the same, Adam. When I was in a five cap, when you were talking about a five cap, I got 60 grand by doing $50, $50 per unit out of 100 units. 
And when I did a two cap, I'm getting the same thing. Well, we're not done with the math. So what you wanna do is divide that by 0.02 and instead of getting $1 million in value, you've now gotten $3 million in value. So what I mean is if you're doing forced appreciation and the cap rate is you're in an area where the cap rates are low, you actually do better. You actually make more money. So if you're looking in an area where it's a two cap, three cap, four cap, five cap, one of the best strategies that you can utilize is by adding value to the property, doing more value add, increasing its NOI. So it's always, remember this, it's the NOI divided by the cap rate. So just call it the net operating income divided by the cap rate. And that shows you what the value is. And finally, I will share an example that I did myself. In 2007, I started managing multifamily uh, investment property. And I started managing this property for Reed Quinn. And the property was only 16 units. No, 18 units. 18 units. And um, what Reed had me do is he just had me uh, lower some expenses. He basically said, cut this expense, cut that expense. I was like, okay, I'll cut the expenses that you tell me to do. So I did that. I cut those expenses. He goes, hey, I need you to lower this expense. So, okay, how do I do that? And he told me how to do it, and I, and I lowered that expense. He says, hey, I need you to, uh, to increase the rents. And so I, I was like, hey, nobody's, nobody's moving into this unit. I can't increase the rent because, um, because the laminate floor is yellow and uh, looks gross. And so I can only get somebody to move into this 18-unit building. I can only get somebody to move into this one unit um, if, if, if we, like, replace some stuff because they keep saying it's gross. So if you want, uh, if you want a better rent than 550 per month, which is what it was making, and he was asking me to get it as, as high as I, could, as I could. And I did some comparable uh, rental analysis, a, a comps, you will call them. I did comps on the rents in the area. And many of the rents in the area for the three-bedroom, one-bath, were in the $900 range. So uh, what I did is I, as I, I posted it for 900 and I, I okay, what I did first is, is I told Reed that a lot of the other apartments are going for this, but we don't look like that, Reed. We don't look like them. If you want me to, if you want me to get the same rent that they're getting, I'm going to have to replace this. And he said, well, how much is it going to cost? And I, I got three bids for everything. And I showed him exactly what it was going to cost. And I think that the whole amount was something like twenty five hundred. I sounds low, but I think I remember it being twenty five hundred. Of course, this was twelve years ago, also. But I think I remember it being twenty five hundred. I managed all of the, I managed all of the uh, construction myself, and I oversaw it. I got the three bids, and I hired the contractors. And uh, I paid the contractors. I, I ran everything. I did everything. And 
when the contractors were done, I think it was like 2,500, even though that sounds really low to me today. It seems like we can't do a unit for anywhere between, for anything less than 3,500 and uh, probably closer to 5,500. So what we're doing now to do the same thing, I know is like double the cost, um, but I, I remember it being 2,500 for some reason. Anyway, the point is, I was able to uh, follow through with what Reed asked me to do, and I moved the rents from 550 units, $550, all the way up to uh, $915. Okay, so it went from 550 to 915. And by by doing that, just in that one unit, um, the difference there is 915 minus 550 equals $365 different multiplied by 12 months divided by the cap rate was probably around a seven and a half cap at that time. And in that place, it was probably around a seven and a half cap, which is 58,000. So I did, I spent 2,500 or if you want to call it five grand, you can, because that's what it costs today. Um, I spent 2500 and all of a sudden I got $58,000 more in value. And by doing that same thing, that exact same thing to most of the 18 units, I was able to get the value an additional million dollars based on the cap rate. And by doing that with unit after unit after unit, I was able to get the value of that property where Reed bought it for $1,050,000. And a year later, we were able to increase the rents, lower a bunch of the expenses, add more uh, income to the um, laundry, and we added some income to the parking as well. So we striped the parking lot. Uh, we put in, uh, we, we got new laundry uh, new washer and dryers, paid coin coin operated laundry, and um, so it went from one washer, one dryer to um, to uh, two two or three. I think it was three three stackables, and um, the it went from being twenty five cents to do your laundry to be, to doing. 75 cents to doing your laundry. So we had three of them and they were clean and uh, good looking. And I, I fenced off the uh, boiler from the laundry to make it look better. So I, I, I put a, you can't, by the way, you can't uh, cover up a boiler uh, just so you know. So the fence has to be, it was a chain link um, be, with a, with a gate. So with a, with a locked gate, so nobody could get back there, fenced that off, made it look clean and, uh, redid the flooring. So actually redid the flooring with, with, we had some just paint and, and we, I, I painted the cement. So it used to just look like, um, dirty, um, wa stain, water stained, uh, 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 cement. And then I, I painted it with this uh, kind of shiny uh, gray paint. And then there was these speckles that we put on there. So as I was painting, I just dripple, dri uh, dropped some of these speckles on there to make it look a lot cleaner and nicer. And it smelled fresh as well. So the, the laundry room started being used and that, that we pulled a lot of income from the laundry room. I came up with this idea where we would bring in a a parking service and get rid of all these junk cars and start 
and then resurface the parking lot and restripe the parking lot and then start putting uh, numbers on each of the on each of the spaces like the parking lot spaces and as we did that um, I started issuing one free parking to every resident so we had like 40 parking spots right we had about 40 parking spots so I gave every resident one free uh, sticker for them to put in their in their window and then I said if you want another one it's going to be $25 a month for parking and so a few people said yeah I, I we have three cars so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my free one and then I'm gonna pay the other two and then we we brought in a service that would monitor the parking lot and tow vehicles that either were uh, not registered or they 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 towed all the ones that were not registered and they towed all of the ones that were in the wrong parking space um, or and. The third thing is they towed anyone that didn't have a sticker. And the, all of that towing was something that was no cost to us as landlords. And uh, so we didn't have to pay the tow truck company to come in and monitor it. The way that they got paid was if they, if they towed a vehicle out of there, the owner, it would be towed at the owner's expense. And so as we were doing this, people got serious about making sure that they had a sticker in their window. So if they had to pay an extra 25, then they would pay an extra 25. And now the parking lot looked clean instead of having a bunch of, uh, of old messed up vehicles that, that no longer were registered, that had a bunch of flat tires, that had broken glass, that were just getting rained on, right? Now that we did that, it felt like a better place to be when you were one of the residents at that apartment co uh, community, which allowed the residents to start feeling better about it. I started uh, fertilizing the grass and making, because the before I moved in, the sprinklers didn't work. The grass was, uh, was very splotchy, green in some spots, but yellow and, and brown in most. And so now that we had a place where the parking lot looked clean, it didn't look scary, the grass was green, the sprinklers were working, um, and the units were upgraded, it became a place where people wanted to live. So I told you he bought it for $1,050,000, and he sold it for $1,9999 So $2 million, $2 million minus a dollar. And... Um, it was very rewarding to be a part of something like that in 2007. And that's a perfect example of forced appreciation. We raised the income through the laundry, through the parking, through each and every one of the units, making it seem like a, a, a safer spot, getting the best cap rate possible. And when he sold it, he made a million bucks from my efforts. And now, it's time for you to make a million bucks or 10 or 20 or $50 million off of the efforts of your property manager by utilizing forced appreciation the way that you learned today. The next of the five different ways that we make money in multifamily is going to be another way of appreciation, totally different from forced appreciation. I think you'll be interested in it. 
I'll see you on the very next episode. Hi, I'm Kathy Fedke, co-CEO of Real Wealth Network. And we started raising money for syndications back in 2009. So I guess you could say it's my 10 year anniversary. Uh, we did some things very wrong in the beginning and we are doing them very right today. Unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of new syndicators make the mistakes that I made in the beginning and, and mistakes that are way worse than I could ever have dreamed up. So I'm excited, so excited that this event is happening. Um, that I can come and teach people how to really build a business that will be there for the long term um, and that investors will just just be waiting in great anticipation for your next deal and have money set aside that they can't wait to send you. Hi, my name is Jeremy Roll. I'm a full-time passive cash flow investor. I have an MBA from the Wharton School and I'm also co-founder of Four Investors by Investors or FIBI. I'm very much looking forward to presenting at the Raising Money Summit in Denver. I'll be speaking on passive investing and the top 10 things you have to look out for in being a passive investor. If you're curious to be a passive investor and you're curious to learn more about things to avoid and what to really look for when you're looking for that type of investment, please come join me at the summit in October. Hey guys, my name is Alina Trigov. I'm going to be at Raising Money Summit talking about what questions to ask your investors, how to ask the right questions, and I'm going to help you learn how to ask those questions and do it much better. I'm really excited to be there, and I hope to see you at Rising Money Summit. Thanks.